due to unforeseen circumstances, the Mystery Mat Spotlight Season 5 has been delayed. However, Mystery Mat would never leave a homie hanging. So, please enjoy Season 4 Extended. Ladies, gentlemen, please take your seats. The spotlight is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. I'm Mystery Matt, and you're listening to no, the Mystery Matt. No, he's mis- not. The Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast. It's a a mystery who he is. This evening, we're going to be doing a free-for-all, kind of like... It's a really good voiceover, isn't it? Oh, it's not so bad. Um, Right off. off. (laughs) So, Peter's here. Hi. Colleen. Colleen's here, and my lovely wife, Sarah. Oh, wow, that was like enthusiasm. I've been cut off. Well, when you're cut off twice, what do you do, right? (laughs) Oh, I didn't cut you off. No, he did. Oh. Yeah, that guy over there. Sexually, cut you off. No, like, no, no, no. This is a microphone. If you're gonna talk, we need to near it. Can't near it. Well, I didn't. I was gonna say I didn't cut you off because the other day, you know. Can't near it. Yeah. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Say no more. Say no more. <laughs> it's good. Good twenty-four minutes. Ah, best half hour of your life, eh? For some reason, you guys still aren't coming up very strong. Are we coming up a little bit better here? Or? Okay. Oh, we gotta turn it towards there. Me. Okay, so I've got to stop going from the side. Which direction would you like me to go from? <laughs> right on. Yeah. Oh, right dead on. All right. You have to be straight on that one. <laughs> uh, I I like to look at the clips on the side as the bubble. Just to confirm, you did say clips. I'm not confirming anything. <laughs> and it's already started. Only instead of dicks this time, it seems to think we're going in a different direction south. So instead, or and just like let's w- talk about feet. Feet. Oh, God. <laughs> wow, that's a mystery science theater comment if I ever heard it. No offense to people who like feet. Now that might actually get you quite a number of views on that one. <clears throat> you know, feet are pretty darn popular. Yeah, but I think you have to see them. I'm so putting a picture of feet in the like thumbnail. <laughs> putting a picture of feet in the. Well, hey, that's where a lot of these OnlyFans people make huge money, is selling feet pics. You'd love my feet. I, I've got the two big toes that are like French tipped because my <laughs> daughter painted my nails like Aww. five months ago. My one big toe looks like Fred Flintstone's big toe. Yeah. And my baby toe from the side looks like E.T. I never look at my feet. Yeah. I never pay attention. Oh, and I do everybody else's. What was I going to say about feet? Oh my God, you threw me off. I didn't do a thing. I was in here. I didn't do nothing. I had a good comment about feet and then I forgot about it. Shit. So just like the end of last season, this is a free-for-all. We're just going to be talking about random shit and just shooting the shit. Uh, best part is we didn't have to research it. You know, randomness comes as randomness does. Woo-hoo, research. Woo-hoo, research. Peter, so I got just... a question for you, Matt. Okay. It replies to the texting that I was doing you the other day about wax. Yeah. <laughs> you like the way I intro. Wax. All right, so have oh, you ever it. worked with wax and fabric, though? Um, only when I'm playing with a candle and I'm burning myself and, you know, Oh, okay, so you've never actually worked with wax and candle. Not so much, oh, no. wax and fabric, I mean. I yeah. batik. Are you looking into batiking? Well, batiking would be a break, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I've done batik. What I'm trying to find out is if I use a uh, cotton, linen, or fleece-like fabric and I paraffin it, uh, will I get a very end result, stiff, older looking, creasable fabric? But you will be taking the paraffin off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some of it will soak. But, but some of it will soak in. You generally remove all the wax afterwards. Yeah, I'm trying to actually kind of keep it because it's kind of that look okay. of. Then yes, you will get it. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to take something very lightweight and begin to make it look like it's uh, a heavy tarp or canvas. Without adding, well, I guess the wax will add weight, but uh, minimal movement structure, cheap cost as opposed to actually canvas. Much easier to sew than canvas would be. Yeah. 
Yeah. And here I thought this was going to be a dirty podcast, okay. but apparently it's sewing with Peter and Colleen. Mm. Uh, that's interesting because I've done batiking, but I've always made sure to remove all the wax after, and I got a really, really soft fabric. So It's for the Halloween costume. Oh, soft uh, fabric. Figured. Yeah, so in that case, uh, if not the white glue, then like a Mod Podge, something that would be... A little bit oh, stronger. That would be good. If you want something stiff, if you're looking for stiff, I would do I would do the glue mix. Yeah. Uh, glue mix with what? Water. No, water? I wouldn't even add the water. Oh. If you're using normal white glue, don't add the water because the water won't help. Okay. And also white glue is water soluble. But I heard Mod, Mod Podge is also water soluble, but can take it a little bit better than white glue. Okay. Okay. So then the only thing I'd be worrying about would be rain on Halloween. Yeah, but we're under here, so oh, okay. we're probably good anyway. Okay, so rain on Halloween. Rain on Halloween. There's always rain on Halloween. No, but there's a... Well, let's talk about your roof. <laughs> yeah, like, how did that crack get there? That's a new one. And how come that crack never leaks? That's a, that's a good question. That's like We're generally able to spot where the rain's coming down. No, you know, no. Does it change? every single time but it changes. But for yeah. each time that we're out here... Oh, yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah we we can figure out where the puddles are and we can avoid them. I think I think I'd be more worried. I'd be like I'd rather worry about water than worry about my whole my whole costume getting lit on fire. Because if you're using a cotton or a linen and wax, you now have a wick. <laughs> well, like, well, there is that problem, right? <laughs> and it's not like I'm not carrying my own wick. He pats his belly um, at the same time. So. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, no. So maybe I will go with the glue. I still think I'm going to have to do some test profiling just to yeah. really see if it gets the right look. Um, the key reason I was thinking the wax is because that waxy so hard to fix. element was something that I was looking for in the final image of the product as well. Right? Um, Matt, yeah. you know how to, where to find um, spray glow paint? Glow-in-the-dark paint? Glow paint. Probably the best spot you could check would be like Michael's. All right, all right. There's, there's a store near me that sells whole tons of graffiti art paint. You name it. Now it's currently being used as a movie set, um, and so they've they've emptied the store out, but it will be coming back. Um, Is Tom Cruise in the movie? I don't know. Well, I might have to check that out and just see if I can pop in. Who knows? Maybe he is in the movie, and I will finally meet that man. On James Street, it's like I go by this place and I see all of a sudden it, it looks completely different. It's got a whole new awning and it's got an address that is nothing like what it actually is. And there's all these movie crews around. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Did I tell you about when uh, I went to the corner store and the world stopped for a second? So I just went to go get rock stars and maybe, you know, an ice cream popsicle for the kid or whatever. So... I go down to the corner, cross the street, go inside, get my stuff. I come out, everybody's frozen in place. Cars have stopped moving on the street. There's a guy mid-stride. There's, like, everybody's frozen in place. Glitch in the Matrix. And I'm like, um, what the actual fuck? So then I'm like, I'm just gonna assume I'm really stoned and just go home. <laughs> so I start walking out, and I hear, sir? I, I stop. I'm like, yeah. It's God speaking. <laughs> Can you back up? You're in the shot. And I'm like, oh, thank God I'm not crazy. <laughs> oh, thank God I'm not crazy. <laughs> so I took like five step back, let them finish their shot. Oh. And like, I got to see them go action. And then everybody continued. Oh my God. That was hilarious. Oh. I'm here. I'm thinking like glitch in the matrix. stuff. Such like, a mind fuck. Oh, though. that would have been like like absolute total mind fuck. Oh. So yeah, th that one got me. And like living in Hamilton, you know there's like oh, tons recordings of yeah. all kinds going on all the time. Yeah. The Umbrella Umbrella Academy was uh primarily filmed here in Hamilton and that's doing pretty good from what I understand. Yeah. Well, a couple of years ago they uh totally redid Ottawa Street Fronts um uh, for about a 6 That was for period. Umbrella Academy. Oh, that was Umbrella yeah. Academy. Oh, really? Yeah, and Murdoch Mystery often um, films in Gage Park. Yeah, yeah, and some sometimes in and around this neighborhood. Actually. Sometimes, yeah. Why? I don't know. They've done the X Men here. Deadpool? They Deadpool. Uh, they've done the really unfortunate um, RoboCop reboot here. 
What was the one about um, the street fighter that gets beaten up so he can no longer feel pain? And no, no, not Punisher. Um, it was a uh, independent film. He wore red and uh, green and yellow. Oh, green kick yellow. ass! Kick ass! That's it. That was done here. Yeah. Oh, okay. I well, didn't know that was done here. I know the shop on James now. It's it was always like this. Uh, it it sells like marijuana paraphernalia, like bongs and stuff like that, and it sells a whole bunch of graffiti art stuff. And now it's turned into Happy Side Deli Grocery, and it's apparently it's like on Amsterdam Ave, and I'm like. No, you're 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 on freaking James Street. Like, what the heck? And then I realized, oh, it's a movie set. <laughs> oh, and I New York Bottegas finally hit Hamilton. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's neat to see those things, especially if they're doing like a period piece, well, and they bring in all the old cars. I love that stuff. Oh. Well, they also did it on Umbrella Academy because the guy goes uh, backwards and forwards in time. I like how you think going back to the 50s and 60s and 40s is a, is a period piece. Yeah, I'm thinking that's just Because period piece for me is like going back to like pre-1900s or even pre-1920s. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's, to me, period has to be like flapper and before. Yeah. Well, but. Like, like pre-World War II. But anyway. in 30 years, the 50s was 100 years I, ago. Isn't that crazy? Oh, God. Oh. So that's what I'm saying. It's now a period in well, time. In which we refer to. You know, I talk with people and they're like, oh, I've seen Miracle on 34th Street. I loved it. That's great. And, and they're like, oh, but they're going to do a redo. And I don't think they should. I'm like, well, what miracle did you see? One with Mara Wilson? They're like, yeah. I'm like, you know, that is a remake. Oh, no. God. Oh, God, yes. The number of times I get people who talk to me about some movie and I'm like, actually, that is a remake. Like, I refuse to watch that version because I'm sorry, so Natalie Wood it. is oh, incredible in the original. Yeah. May she rest in peace. But Robert I, Wagner burn in hell. It's hilarious the number of people I know who like they consider like their Allegedly. classics. Like they're saying, Oh, it was a classic and I'm and it's a movie that was done in the nineties. And I'm like I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? Like it's all different types of movies they're talking about, you know. Oh, that was such a classic. It's so retro. Like, <coughs> it was done in the nineties. I was a teenager. That's not that old. Yeah. I yeah. feel really old then. <laughs> Well, a lot of things are getting like. Ouch. <laughs> Sorry, Peter. <laughs> Peter's like, shit, I've seen everything you guys have done and we did it better the first time, so fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> like I think I've said before in the podcast, my, my, like, you know, you've got Ghostbusters as your, you know, one of your, like, kids' movies, right? For me, the kids' movie, Planet of the Apes, one, the first time round with Charlton Heston. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the first playthrough? That one? Kind of like on Mother's Day when my daughter wrote, How old is your mother? And she put 48. <laughs> but yeah, on Father's Day, she said he was like, What, 23? Something like that. I'm like, For crying out <laughs> fucking loud. What the hell did I ever do to you, kid? You know, because I love you, but, you know, apparently I'm. I'm not good at life, so there's that. Oh, I'm, you got to remember, this is the same kid that earlier today took a couple minutes to tell me what was 16 and what was 18. <laughs> so her concept of numbers aren't exactly finite at this moment, I don't think. I hope not. Oh, I never forget, we went into a nursing home one time, my aunt, my mom and I, and my aunt ran the nursing home, and one of the residents looked at my mom next to my aunt, my mom's three years younger, and said... Oh, this is a lovely daughter you have to my aunt. And I think my aunt was ready to, to kill her. That, like, I look old enough to be my sister's mother. Oh, my God. My aunt was just ready to spit, you know. <laughs> ready to spit. I oh. looked 40 when I was 20. And I just got to be honest with you guys there. I grew into 40, and I pretty much, in all honesty, I haven't moved much further beyond going on to 60. But yeah, you know, my face got to where it was going to be for the rest of its life very early on. Said, I like this. I'm staying. I turned 60 when we bought the house. You know, who are those kids on my yard? Why they let their dog shit there? What's going on? Who's that guy across the street? What's he up to? Yeah, who keeps putting this garbage here? I can't believe these fucking weeds. The thing is, is that men seem to age better than women, where we have to pay to age gracefully with chemicals in toxins and shit i don't think that's true well, well i don't do it 
You don't need to. You, you're you older than me, you bitch, and you don't look fucking a day over 28. Genetics. genetics. I hate you. And it's so funny. And you, I can say that because I've been yeah. known you since 87. The funniest thing is the only time that I've ever been able to buy alcohol without getting carded was before I was freaking 19. The medication pickled Colleen. Perfect. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, but, but 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 just going on that topic and and seriously, Sarah, I'm not going to disagree with you, but that's not so much a question of beauty as much as it is the marketing of beauty in the yeah. modern day, and to where we're now seeing to the point where the market wasn't big enough, right? So they've begun to market to men, and suddenly men are doing the exact same procedures. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right, more and more, and it's becoming more and more frequent. But it has nothing to do with whether or not they're beautiful or handsome. It has a lot to do with what the media is telling them the definition of those words are, which, in my opinion, isn't necessarily true. And I'm too sexy for your party. Actually, you're not wrong, because for my brief, like, foray, is that the right word? Foray? Into the industry. Um, Fuck you, COVID. Um... We had male clients and well-known male clients and, but our male clients compared to the female clients was not even half. It was like maybe a third or an eighth, but there, there is an increase of it. Oh, most definitely. And one of the things that you might not have been aware of, but there are, um, aesthetic clinics. Is that what would be the phrase? Aesthetic clinics. Right. Um, but the that are catering strictly to men, right? Um, oh, several in the Toronto too. area for sure, right? So, so and that's the thing. That's one again, one of these things where you know, oh, hey guys, women, let's go over the fact and let's like get over the hang up of different sexes and just like we really don't need to be separating the two of us anymore. You know, I want to talk about period piece? That's the eighteen hundreds, right? Um, so yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Speaking of that, I was so upset today. <gasps> oh, can I mention a brand name company on this? Can I? Can I? Huh? Can I? Huh? Can I? Can you what now? Can I mention a company on this? Yeah, I guess so. All right, Staples. <gasps> Staples. I walked into Staples today for back of school. Yeah. Right. First thing you see is a big poster with a girl. She's carrying all of the things in this display. And it's all flowers, roses, and butterflies. On the opposite side, you see a big boy, a little boy. He's carrying all the stuff, and it's all dinosaurs and, and well, dinosaurs, right? Next display, it's all feminized, and, and behind it, all masculinized. And it's like, mm, sexism, staples, get over yourself. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with a little boy loving butters, butterflies and flowers, or for a little girl hanging out with dinosaurs. Oh, heck no. All right, period. Well, for example, my daughter. The, the thing, though, on that Incarnate. One, like, like, the girls, and here's where the weirdest thing is. The girls can like um, dinosaurs and sports and all that. But if a boy shows up with butterflies and unicorns, he's going to get the crap beat out of him. And that's what's wrong. And that's yeah. what's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is that, it, and it's. It's kind of like once something is decided that it's for females, it cannot go to males. But male stuff can go to females. It, the same thing happens with names. Like once the name Taylor was decided to be a girl's name, once the name Robin became girls, Beverly became a girl's, all those boys couldn't get them anymore. I'm going to challenge that. I'm going to challenge that in one little fact, right? Prior to 1950, and you can find this actually, you can look it up and then you're going to find that it's true. The predominant color for male boys was pink and the predominant color for female uh children girls uh was blue and in the 50s that got flipped i i will challenge that one that was only introduced in the 1920s by a wall street journal editor who thought it was good so it was only there for about 20 years or so other than that throughout the world where it kind of goes is that the girls are given the color of the flesh tone. So in Asia, it is yellow. Um, it's brown in Africa. The girls are given the flesh tone. Boys are given blue for heaven because they need to be protected. And that has gone back thousands of years. 
Um, is that because boys are dumb and uh, get no, into a no. lot of shit? No, no. My bigger question about that is when we go into the history of fabrics, right, and fabrics themselves. You're talking an era. No, okay, Asians, yes, because they had more act- active dyes. But if you're talking from a uh, Western point of view, uh, there's a very limited amount of dyes available, really up until the 1700s. And up until that point, everything was brown tones. Oh, well, I'm not saying that there was no dyes. Yeah. I'm saying it was very, very limited and very, very based on earth tones, yeah. right? And almost strictly on earth tones. Um, so any of these these colors like pink in that, right? Any of those, they weren't just, they just weren't really available. And if they were available, they were limited only to the wealthy. You know, pink is my favorite crayon. Yeah. But is it really? You know what? I've always... Sarah gets it. Sarah gets it. Oh, He's talking about his dinky. Oh, I'm sorry. No, yeah. I thought he was talking about actual crayons. Because that's a good question. Who's? What is your favorite Aerosmith crayon? Aerosmith song. Okay, what's your favorite crayon color then? Like in all honesty. Oh, oh. Um, I don't know. Crayons piss me off because they don't color solid enough. Okay, just what's your fucking favorite color? God, we're not talking about whether or not you like crayons. Well, they taste like shit for one. Well, you shouldn't eat them. Oh. Oh, they taste well, kind of waxy. Yeah. yeah kind of chemically, you know, depending know on the I dyes. Hate, I hate the white crayon. Hate the white crayon. Why? Because it was useless. What could you ever do with the damn thing? You ever it's tried for to... blending. If you ever... No, there's a blender crayon, and it's clear. <coughs> it was good you could use a white, but I always found my white as a kid always got <coughs> other colors on it, and it was useless. And what was I going to do? How was I going to color white onto a piece of paper? Don't know. What you do... Is you make your ghosts out of white after you've already colored the sky black. Hey, Peter. Peter, I made shrinky dinks today. Oh, congratulations. I haven't heard that term in like 40 years. Well, I think the actual term has been retired because now they call it shrink art or shrink plastic. Oh, okay. Probably because some idiot out there got offended because of the word dink in it. (laughs) Well, it wasn't me. Anything with the word dick in it. There's a bunch of people out there who get a little fucking upset over silly words like dink or gumble pot or I guess we don't call them dinky cards chickpeas. either anymore do we? No, actually Dink, 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 dink. But on the same time, I, I bet you to look up There's on the cool cards, I'd get them. Yeah. What happened? Whoa, side conversation about dinky cards. Oh, dinky cards? Dinky cards are kick-ass. I fucking love dinky cards. But they used to be uh, well, no, Matchbook was Match- a comp- no. There was Matchbook ma- was a maker of dinky cards. Yeah. Right. But it would be interesting to because that word, where that word came from, was it from a point of view of um, were they? Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I do think that it actually does refer to a company, a diecast company that was originally making them as toys. Oh, oh, she's got an answer. I got an answer. Hey, repository of useless information here. It was a British a company that made die-cast toys. You're right. The thing was the children were not allowed to bring anything bigger than a matchbox to school. Yeah. So the company made toys that could fit inside of a matchbox so the kids could take it to school. Yeah, yeah. But that's where the matchbox toys, matchbox cars came from. Yeah. Well, matchbox, matchbox. <laughs> um, Matchbox, in and of its own, no, did became a major manufacturer of just the cars. They were and actually the biggest ones. Because they were the biggest they ones. Only their biggest competitor after a while was finally Hot Wheels. Yes. Right. But the difference between the two is that Matchbox never did anything that wasn't a real car. Exactly. Up until when? No, they still don't. They might get funky with a paint job, but it'll still be a real car. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll buy that. It's Hot Wheels that get all crazy. Okay, but even back in the 80s, my grandmother had, a, you know, those huge ice milk buckets filled yeah. with dinky cars for us. And they were all hot, mostly Hot Wheels. Yeah. They were just regular cars. You might get the odd tow truck or something like that. But it, they didn't really start getting kind of crazy with their designs until like the 90s and up. Well, well, that was just, yeah. But but one of the key things I always found. When it got to the 90s, a lot of those were remakes of. Between the Matchbox and the Hot Wheels. And I'm not saying this about all Hot Wheels. Because you could buy more different grades of cars and Hot Wheels. And one of the big things was 
plastics, plastic wheels, and plastic undercarriage, plastic bottoms. Um, and for the most part, with Matchbox, you never saw that. Yeah. But Hot Wheels were designed also to race, right? So they needed uh, to They have were more track-oriented, yeah. <clears throat> That's Actually, why Matchbox lost out, was because of the speed of Hot Wheels. They, the kids could really move them across the, yeah. the room. They could do all this type of stuff. It, it was the track that separated yeah. the two. Yeah. I remember growing up, one of my fondest memories with my cousins is that my grand, my step-grandfather used to work at um, a recycling company around here. Um, I can't remember the name of it. It starts with an R. And he used to bring home these huge-ass sheets of cardboard. And we would lay them out on the basement floor, and we would draw roads and buildings and everything. My brother had to make it look like Dynasty because that was, that was my brother. you know. And we would play with these cards all the time on these boards with like storylines and shit it was like a fun memory i have with some of my cousins and that the creativity there is not here anymore like you don't see kids grabbing like boxes and shit and doing the same thing well well yeah but there's a lot of things when it comes down to matchbox or dinky cards whatever we want to call them um one of my fondest memories um is uh the christmas stocking my father insisted that every one of our stockings had a vehicle in it yeah. Right, had a dinky car of one sort or another, and and like that's where my love of them comes from. Probably we ended up with, but two that was so that as a child we would go far, we would go places. That was his little myth in his head. Yeah, my brother and I ended up with two duffel bags full by the time we had stopped buying them. Um, at one point, a couple of kids that we know were getting these newer, cooler looking cars, and we're like, "Where'd you get those?" And they're like, "Oh, we got it at." You know, whatever store, and they even come with tattoos. You, and you do know I have three bins of them. Okay? Still? Still. I only have one bin. Oh, no, three bins, and the majority of them are still in box. Oh, well, yeah, but those are collectors. And shit. Well, not all of them are collectors, but I think they're all cool. Did you ever right. finish that Star Trek one? Um, The Star Trek set? Yeah. I don't think so. Ever, ever since... um, That incident at the store yeah 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 it's the one that used to be down here right and it was just yeah right it was not a good thing and like i'll be honest you know i'm glad to know that he's not there anymore because i refused to go into his store afterwards he had yeah. shit hours well yeah and anytime i wanted to go in he wasn't and, and yet he was my go-to place for any time i was looking for an action figure or a car or something like that up until that point what was that one place that you went to that, like, it was a lot bigger and there was stuff everywhere? There was shit on the ceiling. There was... Oh, that's, um... Oh, fuck, what is that? It's got the Spider-Man on the corner. Oh, cool stuff. Yeah. Cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, cool stuff. That was cool stuff? Yeah. I gotta, I gotta go in there again. It I is really pretty do. wild, eh? Right? Like, you... I've never been in there. Oh, oh massive. man, it's just massive. everything and piles and piles of it. Could I maybe not yeah, maybe not because it's really because the, the shelves it, are just overflowing like they're overflowing right? it's one of those old like old he had to get a, he had to get a ladder to get down a figure that I bought for Sarah one Christmas oh I love it right but the treasure's like hidden high, in like, you gotta be you willing to go the there to be there for a while and it's a great because now I no longer one of the things I miss right with this whole new thing that's happening with digital age right I miss my old bookstore my used bookstores. Yeah. I love the used bookstores. They were the best. The used <coughs> bookstores were like the best. You could now, just go there and you could spend the whole day there. Well, n- it n- was n- awesome. Now these things are just built into like flea markets and and, and they're junk. Those kind of things. It's right? nothing like the beautiful like two or three. So is that one not in in St. Paul Street and St. Catherine's not there anymore? I have no. idea. I haven't been down St. Paul Street. Well, if we were down St. Paul Street. A couple of years ago for that Mick Foley thing. I haven't been there. But I never years. thought to look. But like, because that was my go-to. I yeah, that was a great store. all day there. It was amazing. It was oh, it was a treasure trove. Oh, my God. There are none left in the city of Hamilton. No. None. No. No. They're all closed, eh? I remember a couple in Owen Sound when, where I grew up. And, well, blah, 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 blah. oh, by the way, this is a drinking episode. So if we start sounding sloppy, you know why. Um... But no, there was this one place in Owen Sound called. What, you, he's, oh, he hoodwinked you! Ha ha! Shenanigans! And, and don't <laughs> don't pull from the cord. If you're gonna touch something, try and touch like under the mic. Not right here. 
See the plastic going around the bottom? You're whole, you're touching the cord. Just go a little up. Yeah. Yeah. Can I touch it here? Oh, touch it there. All right. Oh. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Sarah hates that shit. <laughs> and Peter's gone. <laughs> He's not even smoking pot tonight. What the hell? Did you at least take a gummy before he came? Like nine of them? Oh, I gotta take that hat off. Yeah. (laughs) Way too hot. Way too bloody hot out here. Don't do it. That's bad. Burn my brain it. Don't do it. Don't over fry it. So, yeah. uh, Can I fry it just a little? What do you you guys think of uh, this season that we are just wrapping up? I think it's been amazing. Got some really good ones on there. It's been fun to listen to. Really enjoyed it. Enjoyed doing the ones I did. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't know if it says that how much I enjoyed doing them or what, but when you told me it was season end, I'm going, say what? And I was surprised. You, and like you, you probably got that off the phone conversation. It literally was. Already? So soon? You mean yeah. we're not doing 10 more? Yeah, I got one to edit, and then it can go out tomorrow, and then we'll use this one the week after, and then we're starting into Kelly's. So it was just, yeah, so for me it was just really quite the surprise to discover how fast it went. So in that case, I have to say, I guess it was a good season. Well, we're 13 to 19 episodes, give or take, per season. Oh, yeah. We can expand it, because I do never really know where to cut it. What? Do never really? But 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 it's okay. And at the same time, I I guess my question is is that from a from an audience right point of view, um, or even from your starting it back up again point of view as me as a guest, right? In that one two three months that you're off, right? I've wandered. I've wandered both as an audience and I've wandered both as. Uh, as a guest, so well, that's why we're making that's why we're making this transition from one season to the other seamless. We're just oh, going yeah. from one into the other. Oh, okay. Now I understand. So there is no real pause. No. It's just there's we're not, ending it after so many. Okay. Yeah. Right. There's not going to be any pause because I've got one in the bank, so that's going to cover a hole that we had. Yeah. Um, we've got this one. So you're kind of fitting the TV model of around thirteen. Yeah, whatever yeah. we end up squeezing out, try and figure out roughly where I did it last year, but without having a, a mm. weekly pause or a two-week pause. Yeah, yeah. Because I noticed some people weren't coming back after a two-week yeah, pause. Yeah, and like, that, that's, I would guess, you know. Yeah. So, that, that is me and Netflix, man, you know. Yeah. yeah, so if uh, going into season five, it'll be great because obviously that's the Halloween season. We always end up doing some pretty good numbers around there. Yeah. Uh, last <clears throat> year we had the psychic versus the medium. If you, I remember that one. I was yeah, there for that. Well, I hope so. You were the psychic. Yeah, you were the psychic. <laughs> uh, what else did we have last year? We had the the party, which the got party. the live party, the live yesterday party. <laughs> oh, that man! That was so weird talking on the mic when that night. Right? Not that it's weird, not now, but well, it was really weird that night. I'm not sure if we'll do it again this year because it does really take away from the party itself. Um, I didn't feel that it took away from the party. I felt that it was interesting in the fact that um, uh, one of the things that the party has, the Halloween party has always had, right, um, is the groups. And there's been like three distinct groups, right, that you can almost always watch, right? You know what I'm thinking? But it brought everyone together into one group when we were doing the podcast. What I'm thinking is instead of doing it like we did last year, why don't we just set the microphone up in the middle and just capture everything as it's going on? Oh, my God. Oh, God. That's cool. Like, right, and, but as a footnote, you that would, would be able to pick up half of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be a um, editing nightmare for you. Oh, for sure. Absolute yeah. nightmare. Absolute nightmare. Because, like, how would for sure, you. For sure. Uh-huh. distinguish one conversation from another when there's five going on in the same And that's space. the weird part. Yeah, but that's what I mean is that is that when we did do the podcast for that moment, um, the different groups were suddenly coming in and mingling, right? Not that they don't mingle throughout the night, but it was a very poignant moment where we're all there as a group. Well, what if we do this 
that again, but maybe this time instead of me talking with Kelly and Eric, I talk with like Colleen and oh, I almost said the wrong word, Coleman or whoever, right? Yeah. You know, mix up the groups. Instead of Kelly and Eric together, we break them up and it's it's Matt and Eric or Matt yeah, or yeah. Eric and Peter. Yeah. Uh, I got it. I got it. So we've got our, our spotlight cast, right? Our, our, you know, the ones that are in the chat group. Um, by the way, I am going for first prize again. Oh, he's, he's ripping. Well, no, no. The I've last couple of years. I've lost okay. it a few. He right? ha- he hasn't like. And I didn't get one last year. You did? No. No. I wasn't no. able to come last year, so. Who won last year? Me? But last year. Last year. Last year was very much a last minute throw together. You know, life was going weird. Right. Well, also, you, you you said you were tired of trying so hard. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, you know, you needed everyone a couple expected year break. of me. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, oh, God, give me a break, guys. Yeah. But Where, Whereas I'm hosting, right? So I always feel like I got to bring my A game. Yeah. Whereas, but, but that one year of like on the downslope just made me really want to go. I, I kind of missed it. I yeah. kind of missed it. Like, hi. Yeah, I'm number one. You all second or more. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even placing this year. Y'all can have it. Yeah, yeah. Consider this your grace period. <laughs> I'll be back, and I'm taking my crown. Oh, it was Dalton what? who won best costume last year. It was no, Dalton. Oh, no, no. no. Kylo Ren. Was, oh, Kylo Ren. Yeah, Ren. Dalton last year won Kylo Ren. Greg with the erection one is funniest. Yeah. There's like bugs on my microphone either that or i'm having a seizure yay bite down on what oh don't don't do that don't press buttons they're bad so last year i was peter b parker peter who were you you were the shark the the victim shark or the shark shark i'm shark god i gotta see the pictures again i just had them up i know I'm trying. I'm trying to remember what his actual name was, but there you were sh- the Jaws shark, and then yeah. yeah, and Duncan was baby shark. Baby shark. No, no. no. You, oh no! You went as Jaws was, one and Jaws two. I was two. Jaws one, and Duncan was Jaws two. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. That was the joke. He was Jaws one, and he was Jaws two. All right. Okay. Yeah, I didn't make it last year. Extenuating circumstances. I remember when you came as a. Uh, Human representation of the TARDIS. Yep, that was year one. That, that was year one. That was year one. Yep. There you go. Yep. Although my favorite was when I came as Chewbacca, because I worked really hard on that costume. Yeah. That was my my pink Wookie. I love that one. Chewbacca. I, Chewbacca. I figured it would work. You know, my fuzzy pink Wookie. I mean, <laughs> call it the wine, but that sounds so fucking dirty. Oh, Matt, can you touch my fuzzy pink Wookie? <laughs> I love that. I find because I was also to make, able to make the costume, so it was nice and warm for being out all night. And it, and it's fun just to play with fun fur. Oh, like gosh, seriously, yeah. yeah. Oh, because oh, because yeah, my first costume was all fun fur too, and that was the uh, witch yeah. doctor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was fun. I'd I'd never actually I'd never worked with that long of fun fur. Like I'd always done like a short pile one. This is the first time I worked with the really long pile fun fur. It was like, oh my lord! Although I did learn that my sewing machine did not like it very much, so I had to switch. Oh, I already knew that. I hand stitched that whole sucker, man. I know better. Well, me, oh, no, no, I pushed the machine. I did it. Well, without giving it away, me and my bitches are bringing it this year. And I might be one of the bitches. I have no idea. I haven't even thought about what I'll come out, so I'm gonna have to start thinking about that one. Oh boy. I gotta work. Now I'm going back to my classic, and it is going to be one of the most classic Scooby Doo villains that I've never done because I've always felt it's too hard. Is it the wizard? No. You said big cape earlier, so I was trying to think. I'm like, the wizard? (sighs) (coughs) The swamp guy? That's what I'm thinking. The swamp guy would be fun, and I have been working (laughs) on that for a few years, but that needs a little bit more work. But. Using the method I've been talking about with the wax or the glue, uh-huh. if that turns out right, that might be able to make Swamp Guy the year after. Are you doing the electrical guy, that orange guy, like that from when that snowy episode? Oh no, he's neat one, neat one. A the Did electro you? guy, yeah. yeah, electro ghost, yeah. Shit, I'm gonna have to look up. But that one's a really hard one, and he or even even the um, 
tar monster would be so awesome well, to be yeah. able to do, right? Yeah, I can drip on your couch instead of shed on it. I like. Oh, no, you, you outside. I you liked it. I liked it when you were the uh, astronaut that had his face torn off. Yeah, that was freaking amazing. That was that was so good. Uh, just because of the makeup you did around the outside of the prosthetic itself, it was just so space believable. ghost. Oh, it was so crazy. Oh, I, the, you know what? Those um, contacts you wore always got me though. Like the the white ones. It was like, oh my god, that was just so weird. Oh, the Jeeper Creeper. The Creeper. Oh, that was just weird. And, and the best part the is they can't fuck up his eyes because they already are. Yeah, good point. They are kind of hard to see out. Of, right? uh, yeah, because because what they do is they you end up with a slot white slots that you're seeing through, right? It's very weird. Like looking through corduroy. Yeah, I, I don't know Ooh. if I could wear something yeah, on my I couldn't, eye. I couldn't do it. I'd never be able to get the contacts in. I, I couldn't do it. I can't let it. Nothing can go near my eyes. I freak. I'm the same way. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Like, even my eye doctor can't even put drops in my eyes. Oh, that's like, fine. No. I, I, she, like, she's basically got to, like, pin me down because my reflexes are so bad with that one. I heard a rumor that Beetlejuice 2 was going to be done by Johnny Depp. I kind of want Michael Keaton back. Um, I'm not finding Johnny Depp doing all that. And like, he's got a certain character persona that he likes to play very much, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it would be Beetlejuice being Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory, being Sweeney Todd, being... Yeah. It's all the same kind of character and it's all always a caricature of yeah. a character yeah right so um i wouldn't pay to see it no yeah i'm not interested in is it just me though have you seen the promotional posters for beetlejuice 2 it actually looks more like less comedic than the first one but more frightening I could see them doing it more frightening now because Burton's like he's really pissed or something like like i don't know is it done by burton i haven't seen anything about it i, I don't know but like and the reason I don't know is because I started seeing stuff about Beetlejuice 2 like five years ago, okay. six, seven, eight years ago. So, like, I stopped caring. See, because when Beetlejuice yeah, came out, Burton was still new on the scene. He couldn't go as dark as what he does now. He's, he's, now he's got much more of a name to him, and he yeah. can do his really dark stuff. So I could see him going much darker than he did back then. Back then, he had to tone it down for what was appropriate. Okay, so from what I can tell, yes, Burton is doing Beetlejuice too, but Michael Keaton is still Beetlejuice. Winona Ryder is coming back as Lydia Dietz, and Johnny Depp is involved somehow. But it doesn't say. Well, as of course, Johnny wants. Depp's involved. If Tim Burton's doing it, it's yeah. why Johnny oh. Depp is an actor. Yeah. But if that wow, Winona Ryder's still okay. alive. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. out of prison. Dude, Winona Ryder is in. Oh, okay. she's in Stranger Things, is she not? Isn't she the mother in Stranger Things? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure. Right, you know, actors do their craft in front of me. I applaud. They walk away. Oh God, damn it! We got to fact check, even though we're all. I don't fucking care. Yeah, well, the. No, I know no writer. I don't see the big hype, but hey, that's me. I thought season three in the mall really, really wrapped it up really well, and I'll be honest with you. When I saw the last episode of season three, and they. They finished it with the cut to the sheriff being in the cell in Russia. It was like, oh, they're keeping it going? That's kind of a bummer. Because this was a really nice end, right? Yeah, it was like, you would have been happy to see. Oh, that could have been a good end to the series. Yeah, yeah see, I've only watched a couple episodes at the very beginning, and I was like, I'm not interested. Yeah, so. she is. Okay, yeah, so Winona Ryder is in Stranger Things. She's the mother of the one. So then they must be playing it as a, um... She's probably the mom now, and it's uh, She's either and... either the mom or she's the ghost. Mm. Could be. Could be. Because Lydia was kind of deranged. She might have actually <laughs> done it. You never know. Because it was... Like, if you look really deeply, um, at the time we meet Lydia Dietz, she was in a big you know, section, dark goth. dark goth, you know, possible suicidal kind of thing. Oh, yeah, totally. She embraced death as a way of thinking, right? Um, but that doesn't mean that's where the character goes. Um, I'm only saying that, yeah, she could still, A, be playing a live character, right? Oh, it's um, all or, and if that's the case, then, yeah, Matt, I'm going to agree with you. It's probably her children who's in the, you know, goth stage now or something like that for the rewrite. Um 
Well, I, uh, hope I certainly see it being possibly, if that's the case, being a story between her getting Beetlejuice involved because um, whoever Johnny Depp's character is going to be is going to be the villain type <laughs> character who's coming in and trying to draw the child to death, right? So one that thing, kind of demon like thing. So one thing I do, one thing I don't want it to be is um, <clears throat> you know how nowadays there's like this huge lead in before you see the nostalgia thing that you're here to see the movie i just saw another shooting star no i'm i'm sorry um so instead of doing the big lead in beetlejuice kind of started quick like the couple died relatively quick and then things got weird really fast well yeah and i think i think tim burton still does that so i think that's a tim burton trait in his movies right yeah, um, I just don't want it drawn on like how a lot of the stories what I don't are want. What, and and maybe this is just me being jaded and old, but um, I find it with TV shows. I find it with most new movies today. It's like you know, five minutes in, it's like, oh, I've seen this already. Yeah. You're redoing this movie from then, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't want to see another Beetlejuice movie. I want to see a full new storyline that involves Beetlejuice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, apparently this is, I'm hoping, a better idea than what they originally had because apparently when Beetlejuice was new, it was going to get 90'd all to hell, like 1990'd all to hell. Um, and by that, I mean they were going to make like Beetlejuice goes to Hawaii and it was going to be campy as shit and just... Well, it was, well yeah. it, was, it was certainly designed. And, and when you take a look at the cartoon... The cartoon definitely does that. Goes totally campy. Well, yeah, but it still has its creep. With a cartoon, you well, have to it was supposed down. to be campy creep, kind of yeah. like the Adams family, the Munsters. Yeah, right. But just like with the Ghostbusters, can you capture the same thing the old one had? Well, I don't think you can. I don't think you can. Yeah, I think you've got to tell, and that's what I mean. You have to tell a new story, right? If you tell the story and. Like, what do you do? We already know what death looks like. It's a big waiting room and blah, 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 blah. You get, yeah. We know all these rules, so you can't give that, that to us again. Oh, right? So now, right, or, or are they going to do, well, we have to give it again because it's like been so many years and, you know, this new whole new audience has to be taught the rules. Well, then I'm going to be bored, right? Yeah, if we're getting a redo, like a reboot in a way. Yeah. I don't think we are. I think if we were getting a reboot, it wouldn't say Beetlejuice 2. It would be like Beetlejuice pre or some shit. Beetlejuice, the redefined edition. edition. Yeah. So does anybody know what Beetlejuice died of? Eating beetles? The rumor is it was either the bubonic plague or tuberculosis. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would would side more bubonic plague just given his nature. But see, the key thing is, is that even the end of the last movie, we know that Beetlejuice becomes a friend of Lydia, whatever the yeah. girl's name is. So he's on the picture, but at this point in time, he's a protector. Yeah, I'm not sure where he's going to be going because his right. whole thing was just <clears throat> to be freed. He needs to be freed. He's kind of like the My Pet Monster kind of thing. But he was happy being where he was with the family and the other ghosts because they're back too. Yeah. Right now, the bigger question is: um, Are they bringing back the first two ghosts? That would be so nice if they did, but they're probably dead. Um, on the other hand, right the, and that's where I really have to go with because we don't know this new Johnny Depp character, and that would be really fit the villain character in one way or another is trying to break up that comfortable life of Beetlejuice and Lydia for whatever reason. Yeah. But it is, it is a, you know, just a weird thing as to, you know, but again, it's, you know, sequels, right? That whole problem with sequels, right? You know, so very few have made it. See, it's not the, I don't have a problem with sequels. I have a sequel problem when it's after the fact. Like, like decades. Yeah, like, we had two Ghostbuster movies. If you're going to do a third, do it then. And then maybe another one now. But. Well, I do agree with you. I do have yeah. a big problem with um, 
if you can't write into the story well enough, if it's a long period of time and you're getting the same actors back, right? The, the problem you have then is um, they're now old from yeah. when we left them off, right? Well, my, my point being uh, Back to the Future, one, two, and three, all done at the same fucking time. Or Lord of the Rings, one, or two, Lord and three, Rings, one, done two, all yeah. at the same time and yeah. then released individually over yeah. three years. And that's what I mean. Like, if you keep it like that in... in but don't wait like 20 years, 35 years, and then go, oh, we're going to do a sequel. Like, that's great. We do want to see the old guys, but you should have done it sooner. But then again, Sigourney Weaver did, you know, Aliens um, for 20 years. And um, know, The thing with the Ghostbusters, okay, so when they started Afterlife, they started a whole new story, which I appreciate. Yeah. And they didn't just take it off of the original two. Sorry. Um, instead they kind of closed out that story and they did it in a way that was emotional and, and, um, poignant. Mm. So now they have it open. So if they're going to do another Ghostbusters afterlife, they have to keep Ghostbusters afterlife too. They have to keep the afterlife in there because it's, otherwise it's just going to like. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and, its and, it's, and it's a beautiful way of doing a reboot is to like, and fuck the give women's. a new story. Right. Yeah. You know. I suppose the other way Beetlejuice could go is that something's wrong with Beetlejuice and he's being replaced. Okay, now do you see the the loop as a trope? So, like, the evil's always going to come back because, like, so many different franchises well, have done that, right? Well, uh, the first thing you have to do then is you have to understand the basis of the story. And um, that's pretty much, especially if you're looking at any type of epic, but in most stories, they're... They are. That's exactly what it is. They end where they begin, and they begin where they end. Yeah. Right. Um, although there has been change in the in the process, that's the key: is that it's changed. So you maybe are not going to do the same thing, but in a lot of cases, it is the same story of growth or whatever. Um, there's a series on. I think it's on Netflix. I can't remember it, but it goes through and goes through story creation. And one of the things, especially in the heroic story, is that there's these eight primary stages and that's the start of the quest right where the fellowship is formed where the fellowship is broken the descent into hell right the battling through hell the winning of the victory of a treasure or something the reforming of the fellowship right and and, and all these things happening along the storyline so um i would have to say yeah there's a good portion of stories that are going to fall into that trap <laughs> Right? I think in these types of movies too, like whether it be Ghostbusters or Beetlejuice, you always have to have a protagonist and antagonist um, angle going. Or what do you do? You've yeah. got nothing. You have an empty storyline that's going to mean absolutely well. Well, fuck well, all. well, the key thing, the key thing for me, right? And not that I would talk bad about Star Trek, right? But one of my pet peeves about Star Trek is. They forgot what they learned in the episode I had just watched last week when they were solving the problem and they're facing this week. That's hilarious. And, but, but it's very true. And, and that's what I mean, is if you're going to give me a new story, we know that part of that story of the original Beetlejuice or the original Ghostbusters and the second Ghostbusters even, in both of them they had a beginning and then they had a change, a more awareness or whatever. And, yeah. then, and then they, you know, um, and that key is if you're going to give me the next story, retain that change in awareness. You can't make them dumber. Yeah. yeah. Right? You so, got to keep them up there. So we've got about 10 minutes left. Uh, what kind of topics do you want to see more of next season? Ooh. Um, personally, for me, I don't think we have enough um, spooky, scary monster shit. Yeah. Right? Well, I agree. Yeah, I guess you're kind of like, you know. Um, I would like to do a rebuttal to Hilarious House of Frankenstein as it destroyed all monsters and treated them without the respect they deserve. I think that's my rebuttal. Oh. But, um... <laughs> yeah, but it, it got its cult following. Well, the thing is, is that that episode wasn't necessarily about the Hilarious House True of enough. Frankenstein. It was more about the cameraman and how he worked his Oh, no, and I, and I do get that. And, I do and get that. how he did his job. I think if we were to do it, what would probably be good is if we did do an episode that showed how popular and cult following it was, and then you do your rebuttal oh, following yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be good. Right, but you got to remember, and, and, and for me, of course I've got the rebuttal, and of course that's the place I'm going to stand. But, you know, as a kid, 
you know, there are certain people we have as heroes, right? You know, yeah. I had my dad, right? Yeah. I had, you know, Spock from Star Trek. And then I had Dracula, Frankenstein, the Wolfman, and the Mummy, yeah. right? And to me, they were heroes, right, in a lot of ways. And I know they're monsters in that, but when you actually look at their original stories, um, there's a lot of pain and anguish. Especially Frankenstein. Especially in Frankenstein, especially in the werewolf, right? Um, but so so when you look at it that way, there's... Um, well, you, you don't like your, your favorites being spoofed. That's also... No, the, the, no, that is very true. That's also it? why you don't like Mystery Science Theater 3000, uh, because they kind of... Uh, make fun of and, and play and they don't shut up they uh, talk all the way through that's it the point. Um, at least in about virus she would have like you know the occasional comments she'd throw in but then you know 20 minutes of silence see a part of that um actually would fall under transformative if they play too much and don't say anything it's not pr- transformative and that uh, falls under okay. copyright in a lot of cases oh wow other than that they actually pay a relatively decently small fee to well a lot of them are relatively Older movies, right? That's one of the reasons why, even on all of these things, yeah. like Sir Graves Ghastly and Elvira, the tendency was to see a black and white film. I've been thinking about starting one, but I'm not sure how I would do it. And figure uh, there's, what's domain there's, and there's, what's not. um, oh God, who are they called? Uh, there's a really good one. It's it's a video caster in the area, um, and it's two guys, and they talk about the movie through it, and. Um, they have breaks in the movie and such on and so forth, but, but, um, and they're from a small community like Stony Creek or that it's not Stony Creek, but, um, yeah. And they just do horror films, black and white horror films. So yeah, they would probably fit into that category. So that market is out there and he's, they're one of several, but yeah, yeah. Right. You know, and the same thing would be too. Yeah. If someone spoofs, I really, even as a kid, I hated people putting down guns on the movie. Yeah, and saying that they were wussy. Yeah, right. Because it's like, uh, wow. Whereas I'm actually looking up like, um, Gamera. He's Canadian. Sp- who Gamera is? Canadian? Gamera is Canadian. Yes, he oh. is. He is actually. Uh, he breaks out of um, uh, the Canadian Arctic. Yay! Yay! What are we going to put there now? Oh, I was going to say I would like to see uh, like. We do the true crime to kick off the season, and then the last two seasons we've done, we've thrown a case in. Like, we did Diane Fossey, and then we did Tupac and Biggie. I'd like to see more of that, I think, <clears throat> despite the fact that I'm the one who does most of the research for those little ones. Um, but I would like to like see more of the more obscure cases where we can talk about more missing people so maybe we can get the word out more instead of more glamorized cases like Save oh, Bundy oh. and etc. Oh, okay. So, you know? so not talk about Amelia Earhart and such on and so forth. Well, no, no. That'd be a great topic, but yeah. I would consider that true crime. No, okay. Well, one thing I was going to ask you, Sarah, is uh, how long on average does it take you to research each case? Well, <clears throat> that depends. So the Delphi one took me about a month and a half. The Tupac and Busy Biggie should have taken me about that long, but I squeezed it in in a week and a half. Um, the current one I'm working on is a missing missing persons case from 1988, and it's taking me well. It's still ongoing, but I've done it for about two days now thus far. And that's um. Torso would be a good one for the area. YouTube videos and um, two podcasts that I've um combed through so far, um, and. So I, I'm thinking that the research itself takes about a, approximately a month. Um, the one that we do plan on coming, it's a big four-part one that Kelly and I are working on. It's oh, that one's still being researched and still getting put together. And, but there, there are there's some. But it's old, a big one. It's really, more really old cases. Maybe you can help me on this because I don't know whether or not they've been solved or whatever that's been fixed. One of them being the torso case, and I know it, they someone was arrested, but there's a lot of stories that go along with that. But the other one, and I seem to remember, and it's going all the way back to like a documentary on uh, on television back in the 70s or 80s, and it was about a doctor, Dr. Staples or Stipples or something like that, I, and he was supposedly a surgeon, and supposedly the woman was killed with a surgical device that was found imprinted in her blood, but no such equipment, piece of equipment held, right? And he got acquitted based upon that, right? But it was always one of those, you know, cases right yeah. so some like some of the older ones 
month, right? Well, that's why I went back. Like the one that I'm looking at right now for a possible upcoming like one parter is is a 1988 missing persons case out of um, New Mexico, and it's actually got a lot of twists and turns that I wasn't really anticipating. And it's been relatively decent to research. So as long as I can find the stuff to research it, not only just research, but I also have to research stuff to back up my research. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a what double-edged about, sword. What about the cases where um, someone's been convicted and then um, we get received a full pardon because it was suddenly like, oh, and you're the wrong guy. Like Actually, Stephen there Tesco. was one case that that is Canadian that I've been thinking about covering eventually. That is exactly that. Oh, okay. Yeah. One that I would like to see you do is like JFK assassination or something. Um, <laughs> that cons- that goes more under conspiracy theory than I think true crime because we don't have answers for that. And the one question. Yes, but conspiracy theories do good numbers. Yeah, wait, the one question I do have for Matt. I can do it if you want me to. Right. Will you be okay if we do unsolved mystery? Oh, that theme song used to creep the fuck out of me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways, we're at the hour mark. What'd you guys think? Ooh, one hour. Good. Sarah's got to pee. Okay. All right. I've been Mystery Matt, and it's freaking hot. And I've hot been out. Peter. I've been Sarah. Drunk Sarah. Can't be water Donald. And it's freaking hot out here, so you guys stay cool. Peace.